Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So this week is a solo episode, and today we are going to be talking about tone policing. Buckle up, because I got quite a bit to say. So I have been very affected by tone policing, and what I wanted to do with this episode today was to obviously define what tone policing is, talk about why it's problematic, why I am taking a stance against tone policing because I will not apologize for how I feel on certain things, and going into a little bit more about my experiences being tone policed, why these conversations are problematic, and how this affects other people in our society today so with this episode i really hope that you can get a new perspective or hear a new perspective on like where i'm coming from and i know where a lot of other people are coming from especially women and especially women of color because i feel like these are the two groups of people well one group really being women but we have women not of color and then women of color both sides even trans women well trans women are women regardless but we are always being tone policed and this is what really frustrates me because it is basically invalidating that we are not allowed to be expressive with emotions and that showing emotions when we are bothered by something is considered wrong So that will give you an idea of where I'm going to be going with in this episode today. So let's start off with what is tone policing? What does that even mean? I do feel like tone policing is a bit of a newer term. I feel like it's not been around for that long. So according to um, like dictionary.com, We can describe tone policing to be a tactic that will dismiss the ideas that are being communicated when others are perceiving it, the message to be delivered in an angry, frustrated, or emotionally charged manner. And so basically this is a form of gaslighting. Tone policing is gaslighting. And so with this form of gaslighting, this is basically putting people down for having an opinion when it's basically, like I said, expressed in an emotionally charged manner. So some examples of tone policing could be the typical calm down or why are you so angry? You don't need to be angry. The way you say things matters, aka tone matters. Those are some common examples of tone policing I think another form of tone policing is if you didn't say things this way, people would take you more seriously or you should make your tone more palatable when you're trying to make a point. And that's frustrating. That is actually gaslighting because you're literally questioning somebody's sanity by making them feel that they shouldn't have a right to express their opinions in an upset manner. And we're human. Being upset is an emotion because what I would like to know is how would you communicate the frustration? Why is showing emotion and being emotional 
so frowned upon because I feel like these people can be very hypocritical when they say, you know, I would take you seriously more if you weren't emotional or that you need to calm down because let's be real, you would be doing the exact same thing. And I feel like when men show emotion or they get angry, nobody is tone policing them. Nobody is telling them to calm down. Nobody is telling them that they would be taken more seriously if they weren't angry. But when a woman of any kind speaks her mind, she gets tone policed immediately. And people will try telling her that she's in the wrong because of her tone. So I feel like I just went in a whole circle saying the same thing again. But as you can tell, that's basically what the whole gist of tone policing is and why I have an issue with it. So what I wanted to do with my conversation regarding tone policing today is to talk a little bit more about my experiences being tone policed and how it's affected me in my life today. And then obviously I will talk a little bit more about how it impacts others who are a part of marginalized groups because there are definitely a lot of microaggressions that come with tone policing and I'm not I'm not here for it. So I am very familiar with being tone police. I feel like it's probably started ever since I was a little girl. I've always been that kind of girl who was just never afraid to speak her mind. And boy, did I get in trouble. I cannot tell you how many times my mouth has gotten me in trouble at school, at work, within my sorority. Oh my God, it is crazy. And what frustrates me is that the people who yell at me for my tone are fucking hypocrites. So like from what I can remember at school, vaguely is just me basically being upset with getting a grade and then being told that I need to calm down, but I had every right to be upset because I worked so hard on this project. Oh my God, I remember one time I lashed out on my interim French teacher because she gave me a C on a project right after I was experiencing anti-Semitism that same day in that class. So obviously I'm already heated because I have been a victim of anti-Semitism and then when you get a C on your project right after dealing with that, there is just no way to be calm about the situation. And so basically I lashed out on her and she also didn't know what was going on. She didn't know that people were saying really horrible things about my religion. And so I got sent to the principal's office and then got in school suspension for it. It was bullshit, and the guy did not get in trouble at all. Isn't that great how the bully never gets in trouble and the victim does? I will say my hometown public schools, they did not take bullying seriously at the time. My mom is a teacher in the county where I went to public school, and she was saying that bullying is no longer tolerated, and while I want to believe that, I just still don't know how accurate that is because 
I don't know how often she sees it. And just because the school is saying that that's not allowed anymore doesn't mean it's not happening. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So that was like one example. And then once I got to college and I joined a sorority, I definitely did not know that there were so many rules and standards held against my sorority. Like I had no idea that my sorority was going to be very, very strict. You had to be super careful with what you posted online because Greek life already has a really bad reputation to begin with. And so my chapter would focus so much on not getting in trouble with nationals. They cared so much about their reputation, which is fine. Like, it's okay to care about your reputation. But I felt like being in a sorority censored your voice especially on social media like we were not allowed to curse on social media if we were underage we weren't allowed to post drinking pictures which I mean I thought that made sense because that's illegal but even I heard once I graduated that they changed that rule so even if you were of age you still couldn't post pictures of you with alcohol in your hand because what would nationals think of that well, what if the picture that I took wasn't even relevant to my sorority? And basically they would say like everything you do affects your sorority, which I get in a sense, but certain people's views and actions do not represent an entire chapter as a whole. I personally don't agree with that statement that everything you do falls back on your chapter. That's like saying everything you do as a person falls back on your employer and how your company is run. I'm one person. I don't speak for my whole company. I would get in trouble for my tone. People would say that I'm being rude. So during business meetings, I would always speak up because sometimes they would miss on important details. Like let's say they brought up an event and then I would be like, okay, so I have a question. <laughs> when is this? Because they didn't say a date. So don't talk about a date or don't talk about an event if you don't have a scheduled date and time. And then they were like, oh shit, you're right. I forgot to mention the date. But then afterwards, I would get pulled back and say, you know, you were really rude when you asked that question. I'm like, how was I rude? All I asked is, when is this event? You didn't mention it. My voice can really rub people the wrong way. So with my voice, if you haven't noticed, sometimes I can sound whiny or sometimes my voice has a very... It has a tone, like people think that I have a tone when I speak, but that's really just how I talk. I can't change how I talk. I've always had a bit of a more masculine sounding voice. I definitely don't sound very feminine. Sometimes I like to joke around and say that I sound like a drunk girl because my voice just sounds very ditzy, but I'm not a ditzy person. That's just how my voice sounds. And sometimes when I am a little bit more firm or serious in a conversation, the tone of my voice or just like the sound of my voice in general sounds like it can be very bitchy and combative, but it's not. That's literally just how I talk. And I know women of color definitely experience something very similar 
but obviously I can't resonate with the kind of oppression they face when they're tone police just because I am not a woman of color. And I know when women of color get tone policed, there is that horrible angry black woman trope that goes around, which is very microaggressive. It's very racist. And it's a very harmful saying and stereotype towards black women. And there's that whole entire thing that goes on that black women are nothing but angry, that they have no self-control when it comes to their tone. And I can tell that is literally just how they talk. That is their voice. Like they're not actually being well, I mean, like they're angry, but they're not actually like trying to make themselves out to be this angry black woman. That is literally just the sound of their voice. So when we express anger in any kind of way, women especially get targeted and they are deemed as they are too emotional and they're aggressive, especially black women. And as a woman who has gotten this backlash before, the only part that I can really resonate is that I know you are completely valid in what you are saying. And please know that I do not see you as some angry black woman in terms of that trope. Yes, you are a woman who is black and is angry, but I'm not going to see you as an angry black woman because I know that is how you talk. And I know that you can't change the way that you speak. I understand like that is just how their voice sounds. So one time when I was in college, another example was I was an RA for three years. And my second year, I had the best staff that I could have ever asked for. Like some of my really good friends were actually on my staff. And we were in the same residence hall community. And I had a really great manager and basically one meeting that we had our what was it she was like a residence area director and let me tell you this woman was very very disliked in the RA community she was just a very mean person and nobody had any respect for her and she was a huge hypocrite and she literally made everyone who worked in housing and residency at my college like a living hell like she was just not a pleasant person to work with and so there was this one time where we were where she came over because she had to talk about the guest policy and I had some pushback regarding a guest policy for RAs and so I was expressing some valid concerns and so my voice sounded whiny and it sounded like I had a tone and I wasn't like that was literally just how I talk. I Again, I can't change the sound of my voice. And so she goes, OK, like, you know, I'm getting a sense of tone from you. And she said that in the middle of the meeting in front of everyone to hear. And boy, oh, boy, thank God for my coworkers. I think three people, including my boss, so technically four said, no, that's literally just how she talks. They literally had my back. Oh my God. Like I am so happy that like those people got it. They understood that I was not being rude in that meeting and that I didn't have a tone of voice. 
I was firm and direct. And I think the saddest part, especially in the workplace, women don't always support each other. In fact, last week, I made a post on LinkedIn and I did it for International Women's Day. And I want to read it out to you because I think this is very, very relevant to what I'm talking about because I think tone policing in the workplace is something that I absolutely struggle with and I feel like other women can really connect with the most. So I'm pulling it up right now for you. And basically, I was just kind of stating my frustrations about how sometimes it can be very hard to be a woman in the workplace. So what I said is, Being a woman in the workplace can be very hard, especially when you're one with an opinion, can easily spot bullshit a mile away, and they're not afraid to question slash disagree with things that don't make sense. It's tough and frustrating when you feel like you truly can't be yourself at work and have to suppress your feelings because you're scared to get fired. However, when a man speaks up with his opinion or he's been arrogant, he's seen as firm and a true leader, but when women do it, They're seen as rude, bitchy, and unprofessional. I cannot tell you how many times this has hurt me in the workforce. I am a woman who stands her ground, will never sugarcoat anything, and apparently I'm now seen as super unlikable because I'm unapologetically myself. I'll get into that in a little bit, but let me finish. Being unapologetic does not mean outright being unprofessional or purposely being rude, Because that's not my vibe. I never do anything out of malicious intent. I was bullied for 18 years of my life just for being kind in myself. And sadly, the way that people treated me caused me to either get more defensive, become more assertive about standing up for myself, or sometimes it was my ADHD that caused me to be impulsive when speaking. I will always reflect and learn from any mistakes and strive to always improve. But you know, there will always be more things for people to complain about. You will be so surprised or maybe not so surprised that even in the workforce, women still can't support women and stick together. I've had previous female coworkers find me threatening or find me unprofessional because they failed to confront me directly about an issue, learn my side of the story, and give me room to make things right so we can work together. Why am I saying all of this? Because this happens to women all the time. And I am not the only woman in the workforce who has struggled to be her authentic self at work and for having to walk around eggshells just to appease people's comfort levels. Sometimes you'll be in the wrong and it's okay. However, sometimes things are utter bullshit and it definitely sucks when there's nothing you can do. To my fellow badass opinionated women who always stay true to themselves, especially at work, this one is for you. I hope my unapologetic queens have the best International Women's Day that they could have ever have. And even though I didn't specifically use the term tone policing, I just want to start off by saying that literally was what my whole post was about. Like if you were able to read deep into the message, you will know that this had everything to do with tone policing at work. Women tone police each other. And it's very frustrating. I do believe there is a difference in... Being flat out rude and bitchy when you are addressing something head on and then 
somebody who is just expressing their emotions and people only choose to focus on the tone of the message and not the message or the content and focusing just solely on the emotional delivery and a tone of a message that to me I find to be very problematic and harmful because like I said it diminishes the validity of our feelings and experiences when we feel like we're being oppressed or discriminated in any kind of environment whether it's at school or work or with your friends and like I said that is gaslighting people may not realize that they're gaslighting but I think it's important that we call out this form of gaslighting and tell people that we need to be better and to be more inclusive when it comes to language and how people speak and like I said there's a difference between just being flat out rude and then expressing your emotions in any kind of emotional manner because I think it's bullshit to say that like being emotional is unprofessional or being emotional will not get you taken seriously in life I think that's stupid because being emotional is part of being a human we are not robots okay we all have emotion expressing emotion is healthy and being told how we need to express those emotions is dangerous and it's harmful and especially to any men who are listening out there I need you to know it is okay for you to be emotional and yes anger is an emotion you are allowed to be angry and frustrated at things that happen in your life you are allowed to cry if something really hurts you or if you feel like you need to grieve about something Just know that expressing joy and excitement is fine. You are a fucking human. Don't be a robot because that is not who you are and it's not healthy. It's very infuriating, especially how this can even harm men, even though I've never really heard people tone police men. As I mentioned, it really affects women and women of color the most and so I am here to say that like I'm not gonna tolerate condescending language and people tone policing me and others just because they feel uncomfortable by someone who knows how to express themselves there is no right way to express your emotions when people say calm down and have a civil conversation what does that even mean because you can still have a civil conversation while you are upset civil conversation doesn't mean you need to be some emotionless robot that is what really bothers me i am tired of this and that is why i wanted to make an episode about this because I am tired of just like emotion being marginalized and being told that like emotion is not okay. It's not okay to express emotions 
whether you're in a workplace, whether you're in school, or maybe you're a part of a club or an organization, because other people might feel some kind of way with how you talk about things. That needs to end. We need to be more inclusive about tone policing, meaning that we need to normalize emotionally charged conversations and that expressing anger or disappointment or sadness is healthy. It's very healthy to vent. Sometimes you need to have a safe space to talk about things that will make you upset. And if there is no safe place outside of therapy or in your workspace or wherever you are, yeah, it's really easy to feel marginalized or oppressed because there's a lack of inclusivity there. And that's why I feel like work is probably one of the worst spaces for tone policing because I feel like that's kind of where it happens the most because it feels like you have to be some sort of emotionless robot to be professional and successful at your job and I think that's BS. If people really want to be an ally towards women, especially women of color, I really think that like you need to be willing to listen and to learn and to unlearn things that you've been told growing up saying that showing emotion is unprofessional. We need to unlearn that. We need to call people out and hold others accountable and listen to people's raw experiences and emotions when they feel like they are being oppressed or marginalized. That is being inclusive. That creates change. And recently, I just want to say I lost my job because people made up lies about me. There was a lot of tone policing. And the worst part is, is that there was nothing I could do. I can't say this was an unlawful termination because technically no laws were broken. I can't sue my company because people made up lies about me without any evidence and examples. And it sucked. I think I was unfairly terminated and I really loved my job. And what I will say is that I haven't talked about this last week. I needed some time to cool down. I'm not going to really talk about it anywhere else online except for this podcast. So if you're listening, you know that I was unfairly terminated. I haven't even talked about it on LinkedIn. And so for me, I just want to say like this hurts women in the workplace. People accused me of being rude and inflexible. My boss was not able to provide any examples of how I was being rude and inflexible because people gave feedback to her saying that I was difficult to work with. She couldn't give me examples. The people who gave feedback could not give examples. I had to defend myself, but defending myself didn't work. I actually got very emotional and started crying on my call and I had to turn my camera off. I didn't see this coming whatsoever. Basically was forced to do a whole days of work only to get terminated at the end and it was really shitty and I also I felt very betrayed by people at my company I thought I had a great working relationship with so many people only to find out that I was disliked so that's what I had meant when 
I stated that I'm disliked at my company. I had no idea that that many people had so many negative things to say about me. And I truly did reflect. I had to go back and think. Why were people saying these things about me? There was one instance where our head of engineering said that I was not being flexible about something and that it just wasn't going to work out in the long term. This woman has only been at the company for two months and you have the audacity to say that that's not going to work out. When was I not being flexible? The one, okay, the one instance that I was able to think of was trying to schedule a candidate. I had uh, so much on my plate already. We had a recruiting coordinator who scheduled our interviews for our candidates and I didn't have the bandwidth to schedule this candidate myself. Like that is why we have a recruiting coordinator to begin with. And I understand that we have to be quick and flexible in this candidate market, but I had so much on my plate already. I was so back to back. Like I was not able to hop on that immediately because I had other things that I had to take care of. So that was the one thing that I could think of where I was not being flexible. So if it was just that one instance, get the fuck out of here. Because that's not being inflexible. That was me being very overwhelmed. Me saying I'm going to get to it. I just need to take care of other things first. Because I have so much going on in my job that I have to take care of first. So sorry you lack patience ma'am. I felt very betrayed by her because I also thought I had a great working relationship with her. I actually thought she was really fucking cool. Turns out she's not as cool as I thought she was. She couldn't even come talk to me. And it's frustrating that people find confrontation to be really uncomfortable in the workplace. I know for me, I want to be in an environment where people aren't afraid or uncomfortable to confront others. And I never got to share my side of the story with the person who complained. My boss got to hear my side of the story, but it didn't matter because her mind was made up. There's nothing I can do to sue my company for being unfairly terminated when people made up lies about me. There were other lies made up about me and I'm not going to get into it. But I will say that this was all related to tone policing. People saying that I was being rude. Like one example a few months ago, I had emailed two people at my company. One was about scheduling for company retreat stuff. I had questions. And then the other was me emailing somebody else who's on upper leadership regarding an NDA and getting access to that. And so the person that I inquired about an NDA was not answering my question. Like she kept giving me responses and wasn't answering my question. So I politely asked her, Three times, like, how do I get access to this NDA? And apparently she reported back to my boss saying that I was being rude to her. And I said, I most definitely was not being rude to her. Here are the screenshots from this conversation. She looked it over and she goes, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't see the issue. But when the girl who was planning our company retreat also mentioned that I was being rude and I was like, how? Because I had never traveled for work before. I had questions about booking a flight because my company was going to be paying for it. 
And this was all done over a Slack message. Both of these conversations were done over a Slack. So words and tone get misinterpreted over verbal communication. And so that was really unfair to be told that I was being rude and I was being tone policed. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was very neutral with my responses. And she also said, okay, yeah, there really isn't anything rude about here. But I do find this concerning that two people complained about this. And I said, well, I didn't do anything wrong because I didn't. I've come to, to decide that like I'm retiring from startups because every startup that I've worked at, people have been very sensitive there's a lot of tone policing and the fact that people have these unrealistic expectations about how to run a company, how to hire. When I push back and give my perspective as a recruiter who understands the market probably a little bit better than hiring managers do. You know, I'm saying this because I want to help. People don't like change. People don't want to accept reality. I'm done. I'm retiring from startups. I'm officially going to private companies or public companies that are very well established, will pay better, will be able to provide competitive offers for crying out loud. Oh my God. Hiring at my last company was really difficult. But I will say I will never speak negatively about the company because I really do like the company and what they stand for. But besides that, Tone policing is dangerous. It's problematic. And for anyone listening who feels like they've been tone policed in their life, especially at work, especially if you're a woman or definitely if you're a woman of color, please don't stop being you. You are not the problem unless stated otherwise. I know your frustrations and your anger and your pushback and your questions are all valid. You are not a bitch. You are not unprofessional. You are valid in everything that you are saying. And if you get fired because you had an opinion, I hope you get justice somewhere else. Whether it's from the law or you find your own internal justice or you find a better opportunity where you can think, kiss my ass other company. I'm off to bigger and better things. So be it. You deserve better. You are a queen. And the way you talk does not need to be toned down to appease to someone's comfort level. Anyone who feels threatened by you having an emotionally charged opinion probably needs to work on themselves. And they probably need to tough it up a little bit. I believe in you. Don't let tone policing ruin your life. You're better than it. With that, I think that's where I'm going to leave off on this episode. I had so much that I needed to vent on this episode today. And I hope those who are listening will be able to take something out of this episode. And that they can apply it to their life. Because... We've, I feel like a lot of us have all been there and we all want change. So with that being said, if you feel like you've ever been tone policed, 
feel free to send me an email. Let's talk about it together. So by doing that, you can email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. I cannot wait for my graphic designer stuff to come in next month. So right now, I'm still doing things on my own but next month you will see the podcast instagram get a huge huge clean sweet makeover i cannot wait for you to see it so definitely follow us on there so you can stay updated for any updates regarding the podcast with that being said i love you guys so very much and i will see you next week with a brand new episode bye